From the red and black, this is the front page. It's Thursday, April 2nd. This week, we speak with the University of Georgia professors about the switch to remote learning. After two weeks of changing their syllabi and preparing to finish the semester, we ask how the transition is going and how they will move forward. At the time of recording, COVID-19 cases in Georgia are at 4,748, with 54 in Athens-Clarke County and 15 at UGA. Deaths in Georgia are at 154, 7 in Athens-Clarke County, and 0 at UGA. Now, to Kira's interviews with UGA professors. And we're here with Dr. Alexa Banker. So first off, um, what course slash courses do you teach? So I'm currently teaching um, 1101, which is Introduction to American Government. And how many students are in that class? 300. And what has been your biggest challenge so far in moving online with a class that big? Um, you know, I mean, the discussions are, of course, not nearly as dynamic as they are normally in the classroom. It is harder to um, expect students to submit assignments on time simply because there might be issues like access to the internet, they might be taking care of their parents, their families. So navigating these kinds of um, concerns right now, I think is the biggest challenge. Yeah, how's it been going so far? Um, so far so good. Um, my students are really um, invested in this course. So there have been lots of emails about uh, maintaining prior success in this class, um, ways to improve the class, ways to make sure everybody is equally involved. And I also have a really good team of teaching assistants. They're very responsive, uh, both to me as well to um, the students. And so I think uh, this has really been a really good example of, of really good teamwork. And do you have any hopes or like predictions for challenges in the weeks to come? Well, it kind of depends where we're going from here after the spring semester. Um, are we moving online for the fall as well? If so, this might be an opportunity to really design an online class. Right now, what we're doing is not really an online class, right? We're kind of uh, doing remote learning, but nobody has signed up for an online class. So in the fall, we could actually have a chance to design our classes in this format. So this might actually be a good thing. Um, otherwise, what I'm concerned uh, with is sort of like uh, the students' emotional and mental health. Um, I know that many students are really, really anxious, and I hope that they are willing to um, be patient and kind with themselves in the next few weeks and months to come. And we're here with Kimberly Martin, who is the laboratory coordinator for uh, the Franklin College Division of Biological Sciences. Um, so thanks for coming on, Ms. Martin. Um, could you explain your role to me? Um, what is a laboratory coordinator? So I oversee uh, basically the management coordination and everything for the introductory biology labs. So that's biology 1107, 1108, and biology lab 1103 and 1104. I basically am in charge of overseeing the curriculum, the implementation, the schedules, um, all of that stuff. How have you moved these courses online? So we have already in place makeup assignments that are done. They're basically written makeup assignments. So they include a lot of information that students would have done in lab. So if there was an experiment, there would be the outline of the experiment, the protocol that was followed, and then some questions about that. But then also we include data that was collected. And then students would work with actual data that they got in the labs and be able to use that for the makeup lab. So they'd be ready to go the following week when they come back. So we had a lot of those makeup assignments that were in our queue. 
to go and we took those and beefed them up as best we could to supplement more with additional information just kind of compiling everything in the same place what was your biggest challenge in moving those online I know it's going to be a totally different experience for students with not doing hands-on manipulation in the lab the other I guess bonus for us was that we were on sort of the downward side of that. We had done the bulk of our hands-on experiments already the first portion of the semester. So students had already done like an 1108, had already completed their student-designed experiments. And that's a big component of the course is designing your own experiment, going through that experimental design process. So now the focus is on um, writing that up and focusing on, you know, how do you communicate that effectively? Mm -hmm. So luckily we're at the tail end of that, and that was pretty much the case for all of the courses. I think for most of the courses there was just one hands-on experiment Mm -hmm. that they would not be able to do. And so with that hands-on experiment, how did you handle that? We had... uh, Two of them that we found, there were already videos on YouTube that we were able to extract and use for that, that actually showed the experiment being done. And what have you learned about yourself and your staff throughout this process? I don't know. I mean, you know, I think the biggest thing for myself and my lab staff, I mean, we spent a lot of time putting this online, but we also learned a lot. And I feel like there's a lot of things that we learned about, you know, moving to online, there's a lot of things that we weren't familiar with how to use, that we learned how to do that. Um, I think we can use all of the content that we've prepared we'll be able to use in the future even when we go back to -to face-to-face classes that we'll even have better makeup assignments for students because we'll be able to transfer these in there and they'll be correlate even closer to what students are actually doing in lab so honestly even though it's unexpected and a load of work to accomplish in two weeks we've really got a lot out of it that we're going to be able to use in the future so Mm -hmm. I'm you know We're happy about that. And we're here with John Weatherford, who is a professor in the New Media Institute. Um, So first, I wanted to ask you, um, what course or courses do you teach? And could you briefly explain them to me? So I'm teaching two courses this semester. One is our intro to front-end web development course. So we're teaching students uh, how to write websites with HTML and CSS, use front-end frameworks, use uh, content management systems. Um, So that's the first course. And then the second course I'm teaching, that course is our project-based capstone course for students who are completing their certificate in new media. So it seems like you're able, that there's a lot of online work, um, but what's changed in moving away from in-person instruction for um, both courses you teach? We feel pretty fortunate in our program because we teach a lot of technology. We have a lot of uh, sort of asynchronous collaborative tools built into our workflows. So all of our classes have a um, have a class Slack where we handle communication. And so we've really leaned on that as sort of the, the hub for moving classes that were residential online. We're just now, we're, for example, we uh, integrated Zoom for video calls um, there, and we can do a lot of uh, remote support, which is pretty cool through that. So if a student's dealing with a technical issue, they can actually share their screen with us, and we can see um, you know, their code, help them find solutions there, help them figure out how to solve whatever they're working on. So it's actually been relatively seamless for us. We feel really fortunate with that. I've now met with both my front-end web development course and my capstone course, and so far, knock on wood, no issues in either. Um, do you have any challenges or not really <laughs> yet? No major roadblocks. I think a lot of it is 
just some figuring out what works best uh, for everybody is, you know, people are, uh, folks are living at home with their parents and figuring out what's a good place to work there and what does that look like. Um, but by the nature of what we teach, we're, we, we're a program dedicated to teaching emerging technologies. So we're very used to being constantly in flux and kind of shifting with evolving realities. So in the weeks to come, like, do you have any predictions for like how things I know it's hard to say, maybe challenges or things that might be unexpected. I'm a pretty big uh, proponent of digital tools for remote collaboration. Um, I've worked at companies before that have been um, remote with teams in Georgia, Texas, Philadelphia, all working together seamlessly with digital tools. And so one hope that I have for uh, this current situation is that more people maybe see the the value and the, the possibilities that are enabled by working remotely. You know, it definitely is an adjustment for folks who haven't done before, but it's not maybe as big an adjustment as a lot of folks might fear. One thing I would say is that I'm, I'm really encouraged generally. I've been asking all of my students how they're feeling, how not just New Media Institute courses, but sort of all of their courses generally are being handled if they feel like you know, appropriate adjustments are being made if faculty are, are understanding. And while uh, some students are very understandably experiencing some stress having to work in new ways, almost all of them had said that their instructors have been really understanding and accommodating and flexible. So I just, you know, I'm sure we're not doing a perfect job, but I generally feel proud of the job that UGA faculty have done transitioning here to maintain the, you know, the ambitious standards that we have as a really excellence-driven, you know, public university. And that was The Front Page. The Front Page is a production of the Red and Black Publishing Company, produced by Kira Posey, Stephen Barr, and Luke Gillard. We are sponsored by the Cox Institute for Journalism Innovation, Management, and Leadership. Thanks for listening. We hope you tune in next time.